everybody to this new episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Today I have with me Jackie. She is a backend developer at the University of Applied Arts in Vienna. Welcome Jackie. Hi. Hi Ronke. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, an, it's a lovely opportunity to talk about all this awesome stuff. <laughs> thank you for joining Jackie. So let's let's kick it off with a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah so as you said, I'm currently a backend developer at the University of Applied Arts, mostly. Like I'm working there for 30 hours a week, mm -hmm. and I'm working on 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 uh, Django-based Python applications, um, basically on the applications the university, the, the modern web applications the university uses and and uh, wants to develop themselves. So I'm in a team of five people, and it's a very lovely team. That's why I'm. That's the the most important reason why I'm there, because mm -hmm. I would like to do so much other things and not just developing. Mm -hmm. But currently, the team is very important. I mean, I think in general, teams to have a nice, very nice team is important, especially in IT, where this is not that often so cozy. <laughs> um, so that's one reason. And anyways, on the side, I'm, I'm currently still doing too many side projects. <laughs> Sometimes also web-based stuff, creating a web page for this or that organization. Um, we are also working WordPress stuff, and and then I also do workshops or like to do workshops and and talks and giving interviews. I mean, it's not that I do it daily, um, <laughs> so I feel honored to have that opportunity now. Um, but sometimes I do talks for meetups and I'm also organizing meetups like the famous Linux meetup or the famous Python meetup, which was a precursor somewhat to the famous Linux meetup. And um, yeah, yeah, and I also have a background in IT security or I recently from 2017 to 20, I did a, a master in IT security. Mm -hmm. um, because also I originally came from operations, system operations, Linux administration, and only later went into development. Mm -hmm. And to get the whole perspective, I thought IT security is very interesting because it's a very all-encompassing perspective, which also takes in people, like not, not only the technology, because if you take IT security seriously, you have to work a lot with people and understand people and not only mm -hmm. technology. Um, so that was quite interesting, um, and that's also one of the fields I would like to go into, but sometimes you can't do all at once. Mm -hmm. Very true. There are so many interesting stuff in tech, and it's very hard to, to just focus on one thing. And you touched on something really important, that um, one of the aspects of work is the people you work with and how important that is, especially in tech, and especially if you're working as a woman in tech. Um, to surround yourself with people you actually enjoy working with. So I know a little bit about your history and I know that um, you weren't always happy with uh, working in tech. Do you want to talk a little bit on, about that aspect? Yeah, maybe maybe let's just go back in time. So I did this to, to earn money. I usually did um, system operations, Linux administration, network administration. 
All right, Jackie, let's take it even a little a bit further back. Let, let's take it back to what was your education? How did you actually become a system operator? Yeah, that's that's a good point. But uh, I have to make a detour because <laughs> before the IT security thing, I did science technology studies, which is basically the social study of science, how science works, how and, and I looked especially towards computer science, how computer science works, but from a social science perspe perspective. Okay. But before that, I did technical computer science. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my original bachelor in, in technische informatik, it's called in, in Vienna, mm -hmm. um, which was very interesting, also very technical and sometimes very narrow-minded. Or mm -hmm. let's say the people sometimes were narrow, very narrow-minded. That's why I sort of, after I completed that, moved towards a completely different field, like social studies of science and technology. Mm -hmm. But I already had the skills to, on the side, earn money with mm -hmm. computer stuff. So I did that. I have a question and, there. Yeah. So because you are talking already about a really high level of education, but going back um, to your younger years, did you always want to do something with technology? Was that something you aspired to? Or was it just something that happened? How did you even get into the field yeah well before before mm -hmm. i started taking computer science mm -hmm. or started to do that i had a short one term a one year period where i studied philosophy mm -hmm. after school because i in school in higher school i or in high school basically in austria the equivalent of high school i think mm -hmm. um i did the sort of technical school mm -hmm. for computer engineering um and or internet engineering. Mm -hmm. And after that, I thought, okay, no, I have to do something different. It's mm -hmm. that that's why I went to philosophy and then went back to computer science. Before that, to actually go into one of these technical higher schools, um, I, I just got a computer with 10 and I was the first one in my family to do computer stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think it also has to do that with that I was born into a sort of technical family, in a, a family of carpenters mostly. Mm -hmm. Although my um, my grandpa and one of my uncles have been architects, so they mm -hmm. studied, which also made it more straightforward for me to later think, okay, yeah, I I can study, and also I can waste a lot of time while studying because my uncle did that. <laughs> and told me he did that so that was also important and mm -hmm. helpful um yeah and so you have both the the role models in terms of being from a technical family and also the role model in terms of going for a higher education uh, i understand so that yeah. uh, made it easier to actually go to university and and um, find yourself there yeah and, i mean another aspect was that i was born into this family of carpenters but i was also sort of born into this family as a boy Mm -hmm. And um, therefore, somehow it was, especially in this family, quite natural that I work with tools and stuff yeah. in the carpentry, while my sister um, usually played piano and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. She's now an artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she does lovely things, um, but it might have been completely different if my family wouldn't have yeah. thought that I would actually be a boy which mm -hmm. at the time I thought is okay, only later I realized, okay, no, that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. But it gave me the benefit of um, getting this um, 
technical connection. It's an interesting aspect, really, because it's this very traditional role models. And uh, for you, that meant that you were put into this role as a boy um, and, and conditioned to, to um, play with technical stuff. And um, now you are a woman in tech, which actually works out well, right? I mean, because you are interested in this topic. If I understand, I mean, I, I understand that <laughs> <Yes>. you went. <laughs> I am still, I'm still interested. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, it's not like you, I, I mean, because the thing with gender stereotypes is that often you're kind of forced into some, some role where you're actually unhappy. So yes, you said you went to the high school, the technical high school, and then you wanted to do something else and you started with philosophy, but you ended up in tech. And I think because I have seen some of your workshops, I went to some meetups and that's how I got to know you. You actually enjoy tech, or you at least you give us the feeling that you enjoy tech and you like teaching tech. So it kind of interestingly worked out well, right, for you. But that's not always the case with this gender stereotypical roles. Yeah, and and also there were different times in my life where it didn't work out that well. Okay. So, I mean, maybe the one aspect is that I'm sort of I don't know how to call it. I think there's this label of. of of scanner identities or multi-potentialites, mm -hmm. like people who are interested in so many different things. Yeah. And that and that's why I often switched fields. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is also that before I never really was quite happy in tech because the the the, the content was very interesting, but mm -hmm. the surroundings often haven't been that nice. Like the people there, the mix of people, the things you could do. And and that only changed on the one hand also with my with my whole transition with my realizing okay that I'm quite a different person that I thought I was in some regards mm -hmm. and that I also connected with other people mm -hmm. and that I saw okay there can be or we can create different contexts in tech which allow for different perspectives and that made it more interesting to also come back again and. Yeah. I don't know if I will move out of tech in five years again for another five years. I don't know. But currently it feels more like I can be at home here. Mm -hmm. So uh, coming back to what you said about not feeling at home in tech, can you talk a little about that and uh, what, what made you feel that you weren't welcome or you weren't at home in this space, because that's a, a topic that a lot of women actually talk about, you know, this feeling of being the odd one out or being different. So can you maybe talk a little bit about that experience? What that meant mm -hmm. for you? I mean, when when I started to study in or when I came to Vienna and started to study, I, I already have, have realized or had, had realized a little bit before that maybe the whole gender thing doesn't work with me, how it people or how, how my family supposed it should work. Um, but I still went into university initially uh, as a man. And, and so there was not the dissonance in, especially in technical informatics, what, mm -hmm. which is, I, I think still today they have, the lowest percentage of women yeah. at all of the TU of Vienna studies. Mm -hmm. And so the dissonance wasn't there. The dissonance was more on how broadly can you, can you see this thing and 
how is it embedded in society and, and connected to different people. And also, um, even if only certain kind of people are working on something, mm -hmm. I always thought, okay, it still has to do with other people. I mean, mm -hmm. other people are somehow, um, will somehow experience this technology mm -hmm. in a good or bad way. And, and I thought we can think about it. For example, when you think about automation, many people mm -hmm. would say, no, we are just designing this automated system. Why do we have to think about people? Mm -hmm. And that was what caused, was what caused a lot of dissonance for me. Mm -hmm. And so you're saying it wasn't so much about um, it being a very male environment, but it was more about it being a very uniform environment that did not connect with the real world and the outside world. That, and that caused um, a friction for you in, in the way uh, people were seeing tech and you were seeing tech? Yes, or let's say it, it was connected with the real world, but only in terms of, a, of very specific perspectives and rationales. Mm -hmm. So the goal was always only this one thing, optimize mm -hmm. this, optimize that. Mm -hmm. But if you thought about, okay, we could optimize quite different things, then you already have been the odd one out. And it, I think it goes hand in hand. If there are much more different and diverse people there, then you will automatically have also more, mm -hmm. or more diverse perspectives on what we could do with those things, how mm -hmm. we could improve them. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So how did you cope with this feeling of, or what did you do with this, this feeling of not, not being at home there or not seeing tech the way they did? Well, I somehow managed to finish the, the bachelor program in, I think the double of the time that I was supposed to do it because I did a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and after I finished that, I moved into science technology studies. Mm -hmm. So I coped with going somewhere completely different. Mm -hmm. And also you cope by um, having other things in your life, right? Like, yeah. because you said you did a lot of other stuff. And I can very much relate to that because I studied chemistry and there was a point where I actually didn't enjoy it anymore but um, I still finished it, but I took a long time as well because I did a lot of other stuff to make myself happy. <laughs> um, so uh, I know that, so I understand that you transitioned some time. Um, when was that? I mean, was were you already done with your bachelor or was it while you were doing that? Um, Basically it was during the other thing, during the social science Okay. Science and technology studies, mm -hmm. also because there were much more queer perspectives, mm -hmm. queer people, or mm -hmm. just more diverse people around the whole the, the whole study program, and I also worked in different contexts. Mm -hmm. So I think that gave me more the freedom freedom to act on what I already. Mm -hmm. Well, Which you knew not, was inside of yourself, right? Well, maybe maybe not new. No? For that, okay. for sure. But what I thought, my, I, I still had to find out if, if this is the thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so only, only after moving out of, of technical computer science, I could much more act on that and act on being different. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that as well because um, tech is used to be. It's getting better. It's not 
good, but it's getting better, used to be a very closed place with very specific kinds of people. So it's hard enough if you are different, but um, actually, you know, even em putting more emphasis on the uh, emphasis on the fact that you're different is really hard. So I can understand that it was easier when you were in the social science fields because people are obviously more diverse there. And there's also, I think, more women, which personally I feel makes it easier. And um, so I know that um, not only did you transition, but I know that you are very uh, passionate about feminism and feminism and tech. Is, did that also start there or was that something you... I, I think it already, it also started before I knew it was an important thing for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it also started maybe already back in school with, with um, how tech was was done how mm -hmm. how people made tech how people understood tech because i always thought okay we could use it in a different way mm -hmm. and the, we could use it for different games mm -hmm. and and this also has to do with perspectives and i mean feminism is just one 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 perspective i mean feminism is not just one perspective of course mm -hmm. but uh, uh, um, a set of perspectives of different perspectives already uh, which you could use to to think about how could it be different how could we do things different and in the end in a way that that profits more people and not mm -hmm. just profits the those who make money of it or those who for whom the tech just works so the idea is just to make things to make the world better for a lot of more people and not only for certain people. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying, it's basically, it's not just feminism, it's diversity in tech that's important. And I do agree with that because I feel that um, since our world has become a world that's running on digitalization, it's very important that tech represents everyone that's part of the society. But um, tell me a little bit more about how you would like tech to work in a diverse setting. What are the aspects that you feel we should tackle? I think one important thing is how you can how you can get into tech mm -hmm. and and how people understand we can learn tech or and how we actually learn or mm -hmm. or teach tech. I think there's a lot in in that how we can change so that different different uh, people can participate mm -hmm. in creating tech in in designing tech. Um, and that's also where my passion comes from to to teach and to give workshops and to mm -hmm. and, and I, think, I think I had that from the start on to explain to others how things work and how we can use it um, for, for different things. Because mm -hmm. on the one hand, it is kind of neutral, but then again, it isn't yeah. because we are doing it and we are using it for certain things. Yeah, and that's right. It's not new. It can't be neutral because um, it's not just because we're using it for certain things but because certain people are making tech yeah and can really be neutral so um obviously you enjoy teaching what are the other things um that you are involved in in terms of uh, diversity in tech um like in vienna i'm 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 organizing meetups small workshops um trying to be active in different communities mm -hmm. um which sometimes 
come up and fade out and then the other thing comes up and and also one thing I would like to do more is to network those different communities because there are all there are already several communities for women in tech diversity in tech uh, also in Vienna and then of course in in other cities and other regions and to try to get those into contact a little more yeah yeah it would be interesting because we we still have different perspectives come from different angles and and we could do probably a lot more if we if we join forces so very true very true and it, it's also hard to to get momentum if there's a lot of small groups it would be better if everyone joined forces as you said and, and worked on everything together um so Obviously, there is a need for all these women in tech groups because we feel that we need more women in tech because we want to um, make women interested in technical subjects and all that. Um, now that you've come back into tech and you've you've done your social science studies and then you did IT security, which is amazing, actually, and one of the best places to be at the moment, um, you're now working as a backend developer, you're obviously uh, working as a woman in tech with a very specific background. So how is your experience now? Because you said you did not feel at home in the beginning. Do you feel that you have your place in tech now? Yes, I, I think so, or more and more so. And um, I'm currently also, uh, I also have a course I'm doing at the university. It's mm -hmm. about web-based game development. Okay. So basically I'm trying to teach art students uh, to mm -hmm. create um, web-based or browser-based games. Mm -hmm. And this sort of came up in course of the work so I can do it within those 30 hours I'm working. So mm -hmm. most of the time I'm doing backend development but in some parts I can I can teach some of the things I also do in work, but in that case, mostly it's front-end, of course, when, when it's in its JavaScript. Um, but that that is one thing that keeps me going. And also it makes me more feel like, okay, I, I also maybe a little bit now can be ascribed uh, with expertise. I mean, that's that's the old imposter thing, which yeah, which is, that's yeah, of course, yeah. which is not not only a, a, a thing many women face in tech. Mm. I think there are many people who face it in tech. Nearly everybody faces it because yeah. there's always something you don't know, and and you always feel that everyone else knows everything, and it's you know, and that's also part of the problem with the lack of communication and the way we present ourselves in in this technical field that everyone has to present as an expert, even. Have no clue what they're doing and that contributes in my opinion to the whole feeling of being an imposter among other much more yeah. intelligent experts yeah i can i can relate to that so since we are already and which is really scary coming to the end of our 30 minutes um is there something you would like to talk about in terms of women in tech and how you experience it that we haven't touched on well, there are certainly hundreds of things we still could talk about, um, but nothing specific that I think mm -hmm. still has to be said within the few minutes we have uh, left. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And maybe if uh, there's nothing specific, maybe you can um, talk a little about what you would you would recommend to young women going into tech. What would you tell them to that would help them make their way in this space? Mm. Maybe, maybe first of all that that they are just right. Mm -hmm. That if they at any point have the feeling that that they somehow might be wrong in, in this field or somewhere, that this is a thought that nearly everyone at some point has, mm -hmm. it's not specific to them. Um, and they should try to also to overcome the fear or to fight the fear, which is instilled by a field where everybody seems like an expert and everybody mm. just knows stuff, mm. however they can, came to know about it, that, to know that. And, and for that, a, a good tool is talking to other people, mm -hmm. finding communities. And there are already many communities. Go to meetings, meetups. And I, I know that also sometimes is hard. If you already feel you're kind of an imposter somewhere, mm -hmm. or if you're, and that's also very common in IT, that you're not so always sociable. And, and you think, OK, can I go there? Maybe ask another person even if they are not in the fields to come with you just to make this first step mm -hmm. because that's a good opportunity to connect with other people who usually will have the same problems mm -hmm. and and by that you you can overcome your own fears you can overcome the obstacles that are blocking you yeah. and you are just more motivated to fight through all all those hurdles that are on the way yeah, very true. The power of community cannot be overemphasized, uh, I think. Um, it's so much easier if you find your tribe of people that uh, go through similar things or understand what you're going through. And all these communities that we have created um, are super helpful. I think that's a very good point to make. And I love that uh, the first point you made about not feeling like you don't belong, because we all belong here. and. Even though it's getting easier, it's, I still feel that a lot of young women are very uncertain if they should be here because, you know, if you look around yourself, um, obviously there's so much more men. So it's important to tell them that they're not in the wrong place, that they're actually in the right place and that everyone else is also struggling. I think that's also something and personally I feel we should all be talking more about how much we struggle on a daily basis, really, you know. So And, and one more thing for everyone to change all of that an important thing is probably that we should encourage all of our daughters nieces and other young girls we have any kind of relationship to mm -hmm. to explore just the world out there to explore yeah. tech and things you could do with with matter with objects yeah. it's actually a really important point that we often forget it sounds so in intimidating tech but it's actually just about finding out how things work you know and how they are connected and what makes things move and and um, you know work so so it's actually if you take that perspective and see it more from this gamification point so what is it that makes i don't know my 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 home network work or my Alexa talk to me and what all these things, then it gets fun and it's not, you know, oh my God, I have to be a math genius to go into tech. 
And maybe this is also one of the upsides of this whole um, digitalization that we have had over the last 20 years that tech has moved much more into the norm life of normal people and we have much more contact with all these things so that could help us shape um, a new reality for women in this, this space, I think. So I thought I digress, digress. So thank you, Jackie. <laughs> thank you for joining and talking about your journey. It was a pleasure having you. It, it was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.